1: There are two ways for a place to become infested by spirits. Violent acts, like the commission of a murder, or invitation, like using a Ouija board. But if you hadn't done either, how would you explain loud banging in the walls, the squealing of pigs, and violent attacks by invisible forces? Is it a family-wide hoax, or is something more sinister to blame? This week's episode is The Smurl Family Haunting.
2: Tell you how you explain squealing of pigs. (laughs) I was gonna say, come uh, over to my house. The priest (laughs) says that the sound of pig hoofs indicates a demon is infesting your house. I'm not gonna say that that's wrong. (laughs) I feel like my home has been possessed by a (laughs) demon since we got petal.
1: I will say at least you know. If you heard pig hooves in your house, you're like, oh, it's Petal. <laughs> yeah. but, if, but if Petal was, like, cuddled next to you on the couch and then you
2: heard pig hooves, yeah, I'd be... you're like, did you invite somebody over without yeah. telling us? Oh, Petal? and then that would be kind of cute, though. If, like, one of her pig friends just walked in <laughs> he was, was like, hey, <laughs> I'm here. Oh, uh, she's never played with another pig. Well, I mean, she was born to a litter of pigs, so she lived How with How old them. is she? She will be three November
1: 16th. So she... Well, first of all, I'm very happy that you know your pig's birthday. <laughs> I do. What kind of pig we mom would you had, be without?
2: We had a baby shower for her. Did you really? Yeah. Laurie. Didn't know pig One of my best friends, Laurie, for those of you that don't know her. Um, Shout out to Laurie because I love her Instagram she's stories. She's great. I talk she, about them all the time. She threw Petal a baby shower. That is such a good friend. She made these adorable cupcakes that look like pigs. Because um, you're eating pigs at a pig shower. Yeah. Well, Yeah. Yeah, She's but like, we didn't have shrimp. any... Yeah, I don't think we had... We did have... There may have been some meat, but definitely no pork. I think that that was even said. Um, Please don't bring pigs in a blanket. But she wore a little tutu. Not the pig, not Laurie. Um, and everyone <laughs> brought her gifts, and we opened them. <laughs> you had a
1: pig baby shower. Yeah.
2: Oh, my Yeah, we goodness. sent out invitations and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she'll be three in November. Um...
1: She hasn't seen another pig since her birth.
2: No. It seems mean. I know. I know. Did you...
1: I read a thing that said elephants look at mm-hmm. humans as if they... Like, when we look at a puppy, we're like, oh, my God, look at them. They're oh, so cute. What? I wonder if Petal feels like that when she sees humans.
2: Mm, I don't think or so. Or she's like disdained. I think she's like... Oh, Jesus bastards. Yeah, <laughs> Still here. She likes us, but pigs are interesting. We've had to, like, learn everything about them. They're not like dogs. They're not like cats. They're like... I mean they're a, they're totally on thing but
1: she she ate out of my hand when I was over there. Yeah, if, really she's cool.
2: very food motivated which I get. Heard that. Yeah, so she'll only do things for food. Um but they I think she Tommy one day wants to have another one. I, I mean his dream is to like have a farm, have a pig sanctuary. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like if we had a lot of land and then could just I say open it up to all animals, not just pigs. Yeah, so it would be like an animal sanctuary, but I think um, pigs like having another pig around. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just it's like, like a person. Like do pack- you want to live in a, just with a bunch of pigs and not have another person around? No, it would be awful, but yeah. that sounds like an episode of The Twilight Zone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, one of the scariest Twilight with Zones. the face. was when she that wakes up and the, and the pigs have been operating on her.
1: It's like a pig man and she's a hot oh, lady. It's like Jesus. the opposite
2: of the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. What it's is where- it, that name? I can't think of the name of that episode. But, but yeah, it's
1: like the famous one where it's like that hot lady. And then uh, they're like, oh, gross. Look at mm-hmm. her. She's so deformed versus the Seinfeld episode where Kramer is very convinced that he saw a pig man. <laughs> and then he's like, I want to save him. I want to save him. And they're like, is it a pig man? He goes, he was just a fat little mental patient. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one of my favorite Seinfelds. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, well... Listen, sometimes you're going to hear pig hooves in your house and it's not a good thing. No,
2: sometimes it means you got a demon infestation. Well, can I just say
1: this story, I found this book. It's called the eye of the beholder, by the way, the Twilight Zone pig face. That's it. Yeah. Uh, This story that we're going to cover today is when I was 18, Mm -hmm. I got this book at Paperbacks Plus and Mesquite, which is a musty old bookstore in downtown Mesquite. Is that still around? I believe it still is. Wow. Shout out to Good for them. Paperbacks Plus. And it's called The Haunted. Mm-hmm. By Robert McKenna. By is Isn't it, that it? No, I don't I'm not sure who wrote it. Um but he did I don't think Robert McKenna wrote it. I'll check it. I'll check. Anyway. Well, oh, no, I'm
2: wrong. That's the priest. That's the priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's called The Haunted, and it's co-written by Ed and Lorraine Warren and co-written by Jack and Janet Smirl. Robert Curian wrote That's it. it That's yeah. why he said Robert. Uh, So Robert Curian, Ed Warren, uh, and Jack and Janet Smurl, uh, Smurl wrote it. And it's... I remember getting this book, and it was a big hardback book, and I was at my high school boyfriend's house, and he was playing video games, and I cracked open this book, and I started reading, and I could not stop because I couldn't go to sleep because I was... T- terrified i read this book cover to cover in one sitting and the audiobook is like six and a half hours long so i mean i must have i don't know that i read at the speed of voice so but even so if i started at 11 p.m i remember i didn't go to bed until dawn and this was in the haunted ex boyfriend's house by the way the house that was haunted you spending the night over there yeah always we did a lot but his little brother was in the room, so it was no no hanky-panky. <laughs> until the little brother would go and get scared and go sleep with the parents, and then it was, uh, then it was game Then it was over. on. <laughs> it was game on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was playing video games, and I was reading this book, and I could not sleep because it was so terrifying to me. And now I'm more grown up, and I listen to the Audible audiobook because it's just faster than reading. Yeah. And uh, it's still scary, mm-hmm. but... Now it's, like, so different being a grown-up and reading it versus being 17 and reading it. Yeah.
2: It's weird how something that... It's like when you're a grown-up and then you go back to visit, like, your childhood home and you're like, Oh, I remember this. It was so much bigger when I... Like. I'm still terrified
1: to go around corners in my childhood home because my sister always hid behind him and screamed at me. So always, Does
2: your mom live in the home is, you yeah. grew up in? Oh, That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. So I think, you know, I think, man, I was, I remember I was so scared of this. And now... But I do think about going back and rewatching the Leprechaun movie. But I'm pretty
2: sure it's just as scary. <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but what if it isn't? Maybe you've maybe no, you've turned well, a can't. corner, not in your childhood home. No, but cause my ma- chest and- sister's waiting for me to scream. My-, <laughs> my coworker,
1: I'm a, a fancy corporate lawyer, and I was in my office typing on a document, and my favorite coworker that I always reference, well, I, like kind of whipped around the corner to my room, and I was just like,
2: ah! <laughs> just screamed at him and he was like... It's like when you're in the Jack in the Box parking lot yeah. and somebody shows up <laughs> at your just, window. My first reaction is just to scream and he yeah. goes,
1: okay, uh, you just screamed <laughs> at me. And I was like, well, you whipped it in my office. So to be fair, he goes, do you just scream at people when they come up on you? I'm like, yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Just take... He's very <laughs> low-key. He'd probably be person. like, oh, hey. But so this is the story of Jack and Janet
2: Smurl. Yes. I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And today we're talking about the Smurl family haunting. And I'm going to preface this by saying we are a family divided on this. This is a tough topic. It's a tough episode. Much like this family was divided by their duplex, Heather and I are divided on how we feel about this. So we're going to present both sides of it.
1: Also, the demons, because they're awful and they're demons, did some unsavory things that we'll cover, including Mm -hmm. sexually assaulting Mm -hmm. two of the family members. So just a heads up, we'll give you a warning if you don't want to listen to that part. Yeah
2: yeah so let's get into this. Let's get into the beginning of of how this all started. First of all, a lot of this had to happened
1: in Pennsylvania near Scranton. Yes, so I like, love that Wilkesbury and Scranton <laughs> and the anthracite mines. It made me think of it yeah
2: office. i uh at some point, the Scranton Diocese gets involved, yes. which I just imagined Dwight was in charge of. <laughs> Scranton, what? The electric city. Scranton,
1: what? That's what I just could. Yeah. I couldn't help but think it when they talk about the anthracite mines. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there are anthracite mines.
2: Oh, did they talk about that in that rap? In the rap, yeah. Oh, that's and hilarious. They always talk about
1: going to the wilkes Mall or like, oh, so-and-so's in Wilkesbury. The guy in the audio book kept saying wilkes Bar, and I was like,
2: that's wrong. It's wilkes I've watched The Office, and yeah. that's wrong. That's where I get all my knowledge. Uh-huh. In 1972, Hurricane Agnes wreaked havoc on most of northeastern Pennsylvania. Due to mass flooding, Jack and Janet Smurl were forced to leave their home in Wilkes-Barre and find a new place to live. Jack's parents, John and Mary Smurl, decided to buy a duplex in West Pitson, Pennsylvania. It was decided that Jack, Janet, and their children... Heather and Dawn. I, her, is her name Heather? There's... Not only is there a Heather, there's a Shannon. I thought it was Dawn, Kim, Shannon, and Karen. I have
1: Heather, Dawn, Shannon, and Karen. Well, this family is... You can't <laughs> trust them. The book... This again... What was the other thing we were we were talking about? Oh, it's the other... The Annabelle. With the Warrens, they changed the girl's name in Annabelle from Donna to Dana or yeah. some, Diana or something like that. In this book, they talk about that the kid's name was Kim. And Dawn. Well,
2: why would they just change one of their names? I don't maybe she didn't sign off on the book and she's an adult. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm gonna refer to them as Heather because I think it's funnier because it's I your don't name. like that. <laughs> <laughs> well the children lived on the left side with their parents and John and Mary lived on the right. And then a few years later, twins Karen and Shannon would be born and live there, too.
1: How unfortunate to be born into a haunted house. That is
2: unfortunate. There's, you, It's, again, the birth lottery. Yeah. Built in 1896, the duplex was a fixer-upper and in need of a lot of repairs. The Swirls were a close-knit family. But well, Jack- you'd,
1: you'd have to be close to live next door to
2: your mother uh, and father They loved it, too. But, yeah, that's... I think of Everybody Loves Raymond when she's like... <laughs> Uh, that this freak show moved in across the the street from me and set up camp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, but it worked for them, you know, and they lived happily next door to their in-laws. Both Jack and Janet had been raised in extremely religious households and were devout Catholics. They decided to tackle these repairs themselves and enjoyed remodeling their home together. For 18 months, the family enjoyed a worry-free, peaceful life. However, Mm -mm. in January of 1974, bizarre things started to happen that they couldn't explain. A strange stain appeared on a brand new carpet. Jack would clean it, but it would reappear the next day. This happened several times before he finally just threw it out. Do they have a pet? Maybe. Yeah, just they kidding. have a pet Simon. <laughs> no, they said it's a it was German a, Shepherd. They
1: said it was like it's a greasy, like spot. a greasy
2: oil stain. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, at
1: first, I mean, I get stains on my rug all the time. <laughs> the same spot. I mean, you're like, really? Again? Sometimes
2: I clean it, and it does come back. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, dogs like to pee in the same place. Yeah, after they, do. they pee on it once? Yeah, or so, pigs?
1: Yeah. When they were talking about this, I was like, oh, okay, maybe. But then they described it as like a like an oily, greasy, like a grease, juicy grease like, stain. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Tools would go missing water pipes would break they'd solder them back together and they'd break again yeah they said that uh the
1: plump they had particular issues with the plumbing granted the house was born in 1890 18- or born the house was it built. was born. it was born of men in <laughs> 18- born in 1896 yeah it was built in 1896 so that's i mean even if you like you solder shit together even if you're a good fixer upper man
2: it's still old it's pipes. it's old yeah for sure toilets would flush by themselves. Okay, that's a little bit... I think maybe that's just someone being courteous. Uh, Of this world or not. The ghost. (laughs) They're just giving it the courtesy Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unexplained bangs were heard day and night. Sounds like my house. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Seeing as how this was an old property, no one thought much of it at first. They just thought it was like kind of knocking in the walls? Yeah. Or maybe the house settling or just... House sounds, you know, when you move into a new house, and someone and just house knocks sounds. on it. <laughs> yeah. However, according to the Smurls, the strange activity soon began to escalate and could no longer be explained away. Kitchen appliances would catch fire. Okay, but same. That's happened yeah. to me. Yeah, several times. I had, I saw a grease fire cooking bacon on a pancake yeah. oh, pan. Oh, I've had a, I've had a grease fire too. Got I just
1: it. I just was like fire fire. <laughs> Fire! I don't know what to do. It's in that so situation. jarring
2: because you're like, "Oh God, there, there's a fire! It's in my house!" And then you just you sort just... of stare at it for a yeah, minute. yeah. I also set the toaster action. oven on fire when I was a kid. I tried to reheat some
1: Applebee's. Uh, ribs. Didn't take the foil off. Didn't take. Yeah. I thought it. I didn't know it was foil. I thought it was
2: paper. Uh, set right on fire, and yeah. I didn't even
1: get my Applebee's over. Always
2: done that. Uh, put a fork or a spoon in the microwave. Oh, in I've accident. never done that. Ooh, <sighs> scary! It'll wake you up. So, their shit's catching on fire. Shit's catching on fire, including their TV. That sucks. One night, Jack's watching TV, and it just burst into flames. I really like the book, because they're very descriptive, and they're like, Jack loved Western
1: films. (laughs) And one night, he was enjoying a John Wayne movie, when suddenly the TV, a brand new set they'd only had for a few months, burst into flames. Wow. Maybe The narrator's also really dramatic, and does voices. That's- a good audiobook reader. He does uh, lady voices. Janet will be like, he'll be like, Janet was in the basement. I was just
2: folding <laughs> clothes. And I was okay. like, oh, right. That's ridiculous. That sounds like an improviser trying it's to pretty, play a lady. It's pretty rough. And, and then he's got like this, yourself. he's
1: got this Ed Warren voice and it will be like, I was in the house. <laughs> I'll do the voices throughout. <laughs> Don't
2: worry. <That's>, please. <laughs> Is it the author that does it? No, he no, reads no, it. Oh, a it's a different a professional, professional audiobook wow. reader. So the TV burst into flames, they'd hear strange voices and screams, God, cold spots would be felt throughout the house, and there was a terrible foul smell that seemed to permeate the rooms.
0: As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radios would blare loud music, and when someone went to turn them down, they would find they weren't even plugged in.
1: That would... Freak me out, and I have a lot of Bluetooth speakers, mm-hmm. and I'm always afraid that it's going to come on. And I have an Alexa, and I'm and like for I got new Wi-Fi, and Alexa, like out of nowhere, I'd be walking through the room, it would go, "I'm sorry, <laughs> I didn't hear that."
2: <laughs> and you're like, "That's because I didn't say anything." <laughs> and I'm like,
1: did a "Ghost whisper, to Alexa." <laughs>
2: like, oh gosh we have a Google Home, and sometimes it'll just do that too. It just comes on. I'll go, "I'm sorry, can you repeat that?" I'm like, "Bitch, I didn't say nothing." Or the other night. uh one of Ella's toys just kept playing, Mm-mm. and I was like, "I." It was in the closet. It wasn't even like in the living or in the her room. And I was like, "This is probably a ghost." You got to take out the batteries. But then the worry is that if you take the batteries out, it plays again. What if it still plays? So
1: much worse. Yeah, I'd rather
2: just. Think it was a technical error. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't want to know if anything's going on. Oh God. Oh, uh, our friend Maggie, Mm -hmm. that recently or not recently, she's a year old now, but she has a beautiful daughter. (laughs) And she said the other night she kept trying to put her down in her crib in her nursery, and she would just scream. Uh. And. She finally like, got her in the crib and then she started screaming again and she walked in and MJ was just standing up, pointing to a corner of the room going, <laughs> that, that, that. <laughs> I just got chills. Oh, my God. And I was like, do you need me to come over and investigate? Because this
1: is 100% I'll come over. Yeah, <laughs> I'll come over and sit in the room in the dark silence and see if I can feel a yeah. presence. Yeah. Oh, my
2: God. Mm-hmm. So ba- they say babies can sense and, and see things that we can't because yeah. they like aren't... Jaded yet, they like don't their know brains to... are still open to that exactly. kind of stuff. Not to like ignore it or whatever. So she probably saw a ghost. Jesus Christ! Yeah, that, 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 that is that, that from a movie. Yeah, that's horrible. Another thing from a movie rocking chairs would just sway back and forth on the front porch as if a ghostly presence was enjoying itself. I can
1: explain this using the Dick Van Dyke show, which is the greatest <laughs> television show of all time. I referenced it several times. I will never not. It's a great show. It's so good. But there's an episode called Ghost of a Chance, and they go to this cabin, and it's haunted. And the Rob is like, there's a perfectly good explanation. There's a scientific explanation. Well, Buddy, who's like the kind of comic foil is there with him and the rocking chair starts rocking. Like the door opens and closes on its own. Then the rocking chair starts rocking on its own. Then it just stops. Then the door opens and then closes again. And Rob's like, well, you know, a a wind probably blew the door open. It kind of blew the rocking chair. And then, you know, the rocking chair stopped him. But he's like, well, how do you explain that the door opened again and he goes Rob goes, I don't know, the ghost got up and left. <laughs> so sounds like in this case the rocking chair starts rocking and the ghost gets up and
2: leaves. Yeah. yeah. Because it is a hundred percent honest. Yeah, it's sure. In rocking chairs, if you want to invite a ghost into your home, get that's a, the third way. Get it yeah. Ouija, Ouija b-
1: murders and or to get a, rocking, get a chair.
2: rocking chair, because they're always creepy especially like old timey rocking chairs an old wooden rocking chair yeah it's
1: just ripe for like it's it's like late at night and you're going to get a glass of water and then you catch it out of your eye and it's just fucking rocking. and then when you look at it it stops yeah yeah i just
2: scared myself on a rocking chair right god so also the smurls had recently remodeled their bathroom but they soon discovered scratches all over the sink and bathtub that looked like a wild animal had been in there. They said he
1: redid the bathroom sink, brand new porcelain sink. Went to bed. Next morning they woke up. They said it looked like somebody, like talons or claws, went to town and just gouged the porcelain. I'd be so pissed. I was gonna say you put all that work <laughs> in, you'd be like, oh, you
2: motherfucking better be I'd a be demon. Like, Which one of you kids did this shit? Because you're about to be kicked out. You're <laughs> spanked. Yeah. And the same scratches also appeared on freshly painted woodwork. It, it's like, stop. The demon does not appreciate good craftsmanship. No. <laughs> it, he was living in the past, or it, I guess, was living yeah. in the past. Probably most haunting of all, Dawn, one of their children, began to see people floating around her room. Mm-mm. Despite this, the family claimed to be happy and continued living in the house. Jack had recently been promoted at work, and Janet and the kids were doing well. But sadly, their good fortune would not last for long. Financial difficulties struck for Jack, and Mary suffered a heart attack. To make matters worse, during this time, the paranormal activity intensified. Oh, God. One afternoon, Janet was in her kitchen when she set a black mass about six feet tall with no discernible features, materialized before her. Yeah, she
1: said it was a faceless, human-shaped figure with a fluttering black cape behind oh. it. And then it was looked to be made of, like, rolling black smoke.
2: That's how I that she was it.
1: She was just had her head down and she was ironing and kind of, you know, like, she, she always had the TV on in the background and just was kind of mindlessly. I mean, we've all been doing that, you know, when mm-hmm. you're just doing uh, chores. And then she just said she felt a chill, like, oh, shit. And then when she looked up, that uh, was in front of her, and she's just like, "I just didn't move," because well, yeah, uh, you'd be so shocked. And then it just whooshed past her through the wall to where the other side of the mm-hmm. duplex. Mm-hmm. Janet ran down to the duplex next door to talk
2: to the mother-in-law, and she had just seen the same figure. She's like, "The
1: thing busted through
2: the wall," yeah. and Janet's it was like, like, "Yeah, the Kool-Aid." Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <It's> like, boom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, poor Mary! Can you imagine being an old lady with a heart—it's had a heart condition and a friggin'
2: ghost bust no, through your wall. That's how you have another heart attack. Jesus. On another occasion, Janet was in the basement doing laundry. This poor woman is always doing chores. First of all, she has four
1: kids and a husband. <laughs> Somebody that works.
2: fucking pick up a broom, seriously. And she her out. Constantly did chores.
1: I will say this incident is the one that like is seared into my mind. From the it's first terrifying time you read it? to me from the first time I read the book. Ooh.
2: Yeah. As she was pulling clothes from the dryer, she heard a voice softly calling her name. Janet. It was soft, female, and eerie. Janet. She stared in the direction from where it was coming and demanded, What do you want? Janet said she felt violated, like someone had infiltrated the house. Then she heard her name quietly whispered again.
1: Janet.
2: Once again, she screamed, What do you want? (laughs) Then she heard a small, quiet laugh. She ran up the stairs and grabbed her special rosary and prayed for God to save the house. Man. Because children are fucking creepy. We discussed this last week with the black-eyed kids. Do you think it's our kids who are messing with her? They were all at school at this time. I just meant any kid. Oh, even a ghost kid. Yeah, a ghost kid. (laughs) Yeah, any type of creepy child voice is always, like, a creepy thing you don't My high
1: school boyfriend's house, one of the the spirits in it was like the laughter of a little girl. Mm, and they heard it. Like, well, I never heard it, but they were like, that's one of the ones you could hear, but they could also hear her playing with like a ball, like a oh, ball. Hell no. Hell. Or and that, I did or hear like that. A, I did hear the ball bounce behind me. One time I was by myself watching TV and I was like, and I like looked, popped up and like, did they ever me. have
2: someone come investigate? Like they what had it a, was? Uh, they
1: had a priest come and the priest was like, yeah, there's like a spirit specifically like in one of the closets and another of the rooms. And he blessed like the
2: house. Did it stop? No. I mean, it always wears off. Oh, wow. Yeah. Also, like, piano keys being played. Like, dink, dink, in another room. Oh, God. God. Yeah. All of that is enough to... See, I would have left this house the first sign something was up. The thing about northeastern
1: Pennsylvania, (laughs) and this area particular was ravaged by the closures of all these anthracite mines. So it was super impoverished. Oh. So if you could afford to like buy a place and then you spend your money trying to fix it up, you're not going to, I mean, you can't yeah. leave. You're kind this of in the demons hole. were preying on literally impot, like poor people, like mm. socioeconomically
2: disadvantaged people. Just like the government. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: take, I mean, it's true though. But
2: yeah. 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 I'm Trump's a true. demon. It's, true. <laughs> it's true. 100%. Towards the end of 1985, the unimaginable happened and here's what we're going to talk about what we gave you a little uh this also is heads up about at the beginning of the episode
1: uh he went out, this is a little bit different than the book
2: oh okay the, we'll, the, we'll hear both versions of how this went That's down. the other problem is there's there's several different versions of Well, this. you know, when you're talking demon haunting, everyone's going to have a different take <laughs> cuz there's only so much The details are going to get a little there's, skewed. There's only so much like Legitimate documentation that you can do with it. So everyone, it's, you know, everyone sees it through their own eyes. Yeah. So Jack claimed that while he was watching a baseball game in the living room, a succubus that had a young girl's body, an old woman's head, and was covered in scales pinned him down, and raped him.
1: And in the book, he had been watching TV and he went upstairs and then was in the bedroom. Okay. Because the when the Warrens come later, they say that the hotbed of demonic activity is the bedroom.
2: Interesting. So either way, he, either did, way, he claimed that he was sexually attacked. Yeah. yeah. He said he, that the succubus had open sores with pus running out of them and teeth that were long and vampire-like. Jack was paralyzed while the demon rode him and climaxed several times, all the while smiling down at him. When the succubus was finished, she vanished and left Jack covered in a sticky substance. And while he said he couldn't feel anything at the time, the next day he was very sore.
1: If one thing would, I mean, anything that I couldn't see or couldn't explain touching me in any way, mm-hmm. leave the house Yeah, and have a priest bless it yeah. or something. I Just mean, grab, this grab the kids is and go sleep in your car. Yeah. I mean, this is super extreme, but it's like, I mean, even seeing a freaking floating object or floating ghost
2: thing. That's what I'm saying. Literally any of these things, I would have been like, peace out. Yeah. I'll go live under a bridge yeah. before I... Deal with this. I'll max black out my credit cards. Yeah, I'll max out me. my
1: credit cards on Airbnbs or like at the Holiday Inn or Hell something. Oh yeah. You know? Oh man, if they'd had Airbnbs back then, they'd have been fine. They, they could have rented great. this place out on an Airbnb. Ooh, people would have paid good money to Probably. stay in this house. They,
2: yeah, that's that's a people tourist I mean, attraction. Yeah, to be like, oh, you could see a ghost or whatever. Shoot. Yeah. Also, can I just say, young girl's body and old woman's head sounds like a real housewife. <laughs> <laughs> So it does, it does. maybe it was, was Real Housewives of Scranton.
1: I was thinking of um The Shining, the lady in the bathtub in The oh, Shining. Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, that scene is so scary. It's, she's got the like firm looking boobers, mm-hmm, but her face is all mm-hmm. old and she's like. <laughs> That's one of those scenes, kind of like the tinkling on the piano or something rocking when he's when Jack Nicholson's walking down the hall and he just sees that the door is open. Yeah. It's like because, you know, it's kind of like an M. Night thing you yep. know so you can't what you can't see is scarier than what you can yeah, see. yeah it's the tension the building of the tension yeah but Oof. hot take the only m night movie worth a shit is six cents oh yeah that's actually a really good movie oh it's that movie scared the shit out of me yeah every oh movie my God, he's yeah. had since sucks ass i'm like m night yeah. oh man yeah none of them are any good no nope, signs nope. is a pain in the ass signs is so dumb the one where the, the wind village doing everything the who the Wind. Oh, come on. I almost walked out of that movie. I can't think of what it's called. With Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Village.
1: Oh. She runs away and it's America
2: at the Yeah, the I was yeah. like, go back to your village, lady. I'd rather be burned
1: <laughs> as a witch than live in this And those things skin.
2: look like when Ross dress up, dresses up as the Hanukkah <laughs> right. armadillo Armadillo on a arm. looks. It's the same thing that looks like that. Oh, man. Well, unfortunately, not long after the incident with Jack... Janet claims that she was also sexually assaulted by the shadowy figure that she saw both Jack and Janet said that during the attacks, they heard loud pig-like grunts coming from behind the house and in the walls, which is an apparent sign of intense demonic infestation. Yes. I 100% agree with <laughs> you just that hear statement. That, that grunts the grunts the, and the hooves. Yeah. But why is, is a pig like a demon? Yeah, a
1: pig is apparently, uh, like, a sign of Satan.
2: Well, I agree. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Because yeah. uh, in the movie, no, that's a goat. Never mind. In uh, the, the Witch. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, fuck, yeah, that movie's good. That that's movie a scared me a lot. Yeah. Black Phillip.
1: Oh, is, Black Phillip. seems like a rude thing to call people.
2: <laughs> Jack and Janet were not the only ones being tormented. One afternoon, a light from the ceiling suddenly fell. It crashed to the ground and shattered into pieces, narrowly missing their youngest daughter and killing her. That was so scary. The family's beloved German shepherd, Simon, was also a target. They claim that he was picked up by an unseen force, hurled across the room, and pinned to the wall. That's when I get real mad. I would burn a house down if it (laughs) hurt my dog. Well, she
1: said, first of all, the light from the ceiling fell while Janet was ironing The dawn or the Heather's communion Mm.
2: dress, and
1: later on, the demonologist is like, "Well, that really pisses them off." Also, pigs. Side note: pigs are considered a sign of the devil because they're seen by Christians as. And representing sins of the flesh and also, like, greed and gluttony. <laughs> and that, I guess pig, oh. pigs like to fuck. Oh,
2: man. I don't know. Petals of virgin. <laughs>
1: oh, you I do don't...
2: have a little virgin pig. But she is gluttonous. I, I will say that.
1: Um, and then uh, the dog was attacked. Like, he got slammed against the wall. And Janet was like, what the hell? And she was by herself washing dishes because the poor woman... <laughs> she never
2: sleeps. ...is
1: always doing chores. There's Everybody's, always... like, at work or at school... And then she uh, was, like, holding Simon. And then later on, he was walking through the kitchen. And he suddenly fell over Aww. and was, like, like um, flinching as if he was being, like, hit or punched
2: <sighs> oh. the same day.
1: Poor oh. baby. Poor I baby. can
2: watch all sorts of things happen in movies. But when it gets to Pens. animals, no. I'm, I'm done. Another
1: day, too, they said they left Simon outside. She, she left Simon outside, locked the door. They did not have a doggy door. And then when she got home,
2: he was inside the house. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, obviously, they're going to start looking for help. Well, yeah. I I mean, I would. Hell yeah. Terrified by the events that had been taking place, the family contacted the Scranton Roman Catholic Diocese, who said they would consult with experts, but official involvement would probably be unlikely. The
1: Smurls were super religious and Mm -hmm. super involved in the church and in the community, so people, like, loved them. Yeah.
2: They were a very well-liked family. Mm Mm-hmm. The Smurls believe that the diocese sent Father O'Leary to assist. Could there be a more Catholic priest name than Father O'Leary? I was going to say, this seems like a
1: trap. This, this is when Janet makes the phone call, right? Yeah. So, Where she calls the diocese, and she mm-hmm. talks to Father O'Leary, and he's talking to her and saying, I got you. I'm going to come to the house. Don't worry about it. We'll bless it. It's no big deal. I'll be right over. And then Jack gets home, and Janet said, oh, I talked to Father O'Leary. He's coming. And Jack's like... There is no Father
2: Father O'Leary.
1: And he checks into it with a friend at the diocese. And they go, yeah, there's nobody here by that name. We don't know who she was talking to on the phone. So either the demon Mm -hmm. is making a prank call Mm -hmm. or she called the wrong number and someone was fucking with her. (laughs) I mean, if you pick up your phone and they go, Father, can you help us with the demon? You'd be like, what's it been Uh, doing? Sure. Yeah. What's it been doing? What's your address? I'll Mm -hmm. be right over.
2: So, yes, they were told by other members of the parish that there was no Father O'Leary associated with the church. So Jack and Janet soon came to believe that he was a demon in the disguise of a priest. God, you can't trust anybody. No, especially a demon. According to the Smurls, they weren't even safe outside of their home. Frustrated that they were not receiving any help from the church and exhausted from being terrorized in their own home, the family set out on a vacation to the Poconos. One evening after building a fire... Jack saw a young woman standing in the bushes. A girl, about 14 years old, dressed in a colonial dress with a long blonde hair and a small smile stood staring at him. Can I just say, if a young girl with blonde hair in a colonial
1: dress, it sounds like Angela Martin from The Offense. <laughs>
2: Well, they are they're in Scranton. They're
1: in the Poconos. I just Angela. And Angela is just, like, hmm, judging them Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: she's like, oh. Because hmm. she's
1: like, it's, sometimes it's hard to find dresses for large colonial <laughs> yeah, dolls. She shops in the... That's where she shops at American the, yeah.
2: Girls. While Simon growled, Jack got a flashlight to go investigate. He looked down the road and around the bushes, but found nothing. Later that night, around the fire, they heard a small girl's voice saying... Help me. While Jack stayed with the younger kids, Janet, Dawn, and their cousin Davy, who was described as a strapping young man ooh, who was on the wrestling team. How could you not with a name like Davy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they walked around the lake, but found nothing. But on their walk back to camp, they passed a small grocery store and saw a trash can violently whipping around in circles. The family decided it was probably best to pack up and leave. On the drive home, Loud vibrations that sounded like waves crashing could be heard in the van. Jack pulled over and they stopped, allowing them to continue on their way. Yeah, they said, too, that Jack was just a lot of
1: stuff happened on the camping trip that they kind of tried to brush off. Like they had tied all the swimsuits up on the line to like let them dry out. And Jack was just standing there having a beer and he just turned and looked and just all of them at the same exact time just went and just Mm. fell on the ground. And he looked at them and they were like tied still. So I was like, oh, maybe they just put them on the line wrong, but apparently they had tied Mm-mm. them to the line. And the Mm-mm. demon was like,
2: nope, you yeah. have wetsuits. Feeling like they were at the end of their rope, Jack and Janet contacted world renowned demonologists and clairvoyant Ed and Lorraine Warren, AKA Heather's godparents. <laughs> <laughs> Power couple. The Jay-Z and
1: Beyonce <laughs> of the spirit
2: world. Uh-oh. Yeah,
1: they said that uh, Janet started getting really, like... She didn't... Because aside from doing chores, she didn't have a job. So she would started to go to the local library every mm-hmm. day and started researching demons. And then she found an article. She was trying to contact universities with parapsychology departments, but this was the late 70s. And they were like, Oh, woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> go back to a the A woman kitchen. being uh, afraid of ghosts. Stop being hysterical. Yes, you're probably on your period. <laughs> so they all kind of ignored her, but she found an article that that mentioned Ed and Lorraine, and so then she called them. Mm. And they were nice to her. Well,
2: good. I'm sure that they're very nice people. In 1986, the Warrens investigated the Smurls' home and concluded that it was possessed by four entities. An elderly woman... They said had dementia and was confused. Aw, a violent girl, a melancholic man who had suffered throughout his life, and a demon that ordered them all around. Mm-hmm. This just sounds like a real world Yeah, <laughs> Four People... spirits picked to live in a house. This <laughs> is what happens when things start... Stop being polite. Stop getting real scary. Real also, world. this demon is just... Like, I'm watching a lot of Survivor. He's a real Jonathan. Oh, I'm I on watch... season 12 of Survivor. And Jonathan's a real bossy, order them around. Oh, time. I've never watched Survivor. Oh, man, we are... I mean, I think it's on season, like, 35 now, but mm-hmm. we've started watching him, like, it's season 10. It's good. Damn, it's, you're making your way through it. It's, uh, it's just such an interesting, like, social experiment and just the dynamics of people's psyche and how... like they interact with each other. Yeah, and just manipulative yeah. and stuff. It's, oh, yeah, everybody trying to get what they want. Yeah, w- ex- I would not be good on it. I'm too emotional to be good at something <laughs> like that. Well, having the multiple spirits makes me think of
1: the book Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders, mm. which is set in a basically in a cemetery where all the, the spirits are like interacting with each other, but they don't quite know that they're dead. Mm -hmm. And so they're confused. Like when people come to visit graves and like, aren't talking to them they get pissed off. So if it's like female spirit has dementia, they said, Lorraine said that the violent girl spirit was like insane and like psychotic and like really violent.
2: And that the man was just like super bummed. There's all different kinds. I guess like in life, they're the same in death. Ed Warren also concluded that the demon had a strong malicious intent against the family and wanted the investigators to leave.
1: Yeah, they were up in the room, in the master bedroom, and, like, the mirror started to shake, the wall started to shake, and then the drawers, inside the drawers, there was, like, rattling and scratching. And so he started putting, like, holy water all over the place to try to calm it Did down. Did it stop it? Yeah, it
2: stopped it while you put the holy water on it. Gotta get that holy water. Mm-hmm. According to the Warrens, the duplex was a passageway that connected the living and the dead, which was why there was so much activity. It had also been rumored that the ground on which the duplex was built had once been used for satanic rituals. The Warrens tried playing loud religious music and holding group prayers to make the entities leave. When that didn't work, they called in Father Robert F. McKenna to perform an exorcism. Can I just say, Robert McKinnon, they they described
1: him as, quote, an old school priest. Yeah. He did everything in Latin and he rejected
2: Vatican two. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, uh, Not accepted. He got, like, kicked out of the church. Recognized by the church as, like, yeah, a legitimate person to perform exorcisms. And my other
1: favorite thing about him was they said he he performed 50 exorcisms, 20 of which were (laughs) successful. And I was
2: like, those are very bad odds. Yeah, I don't know if you put those odds in something when you're trying to to convince people to your son. I've conducted over 50 exorcisms. Less than 50% worked out for us. Very bad odds. Well... This this also got a tick mark and that didn't work. Yeah. Category well, they said he, McKenna. He,
1: he finished the exorcism and everybody was all happy and crying. And the smell of roses permeated because mm. that's apparently like a very
2: like religious thing. And uh, but it only lasted like three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then things quickly went from bad to worse. Dawn was also almost raped by the demonic. Presence. It came after her in the shower. Ugh. It like pushed her against we the shower wall. Most vulnerable. Don't, I'll never shower again.
1: <laughs> I I'll mean, I'll take baths. I wasn't planning on it. But.
2: <laughs> Janet and Mary had slash marks and bites on their arms, and everyone was depressed. Ed told them that this was oppression, the second stage of a demon possession. It follows the first stage of infestation. Then possession and eventually death would be next. So that's the
1: the four stages is infestation, oppression, which tries to make you lose your faith. Mm
0: -hmm. And then when
1: you lose your faith, then possession, the demon can embody Mm -hmm. one of the
2: family members and then kill them. Yeah. It's a real shitty four pronged attack. This demon has. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems successful. Well, you know, I mean, it's like a, any MLM; it's going to work for a while, and then you're <laughs> you going to lose interest. Yeah. yeah, get more
1: people. On.
2: Around this time, the Smurls contacted the media and a book publisher, claiming that they thought their situation might improve if the public knew about it.
1: And the only at this point, people in the church knew about it. That was one of the ways they initially got a priest out, who just kind of blessed the house. But mm-hmm. it's because the church kind of was like, "Okay, shut the hell up." Well, so they had gone to their; they were telling their fellow. Uh, parishioners, what was going on? And the parishioners were like, "Just go out there, Father. Like, go out there and bless yeah. the house." Then, when they went on the vacation to the Poconos, a neighbor was walking by and heard screams. Mm. And one of the big things, aside from the banging in the walls that they would hear, was the flapping of giant bird wings. Oh God! They were in like the attic and the upper floors. And the neighbor was like, "Yeah, my wife and I were walking by, and we heard just what sounded like an enormous flock of birds <sighs> was in their house." And if you tell your neighbor, like, "Hey, I'm going on vacation. Keep an eye out." For, like, robbers, and you just hear a fucking bunch of birds. Yeah. So he stopped and he's, like, looking up, and then they heard the most blood-curdling scream Ugh. that they said... He said he thought somebody was getting murdered in the house, and his wife freaked out and ran away, and he said he stood there, and other neighbors started coming out. So they had some neighbors that were aware of it, Yeah, and a, another neighbor girl basically said, you know, I'll, I could come spend the night in your house, whatever, while Janet was visiting, and when Janet left the radio blared at that girl. She had a door open so on not her. not
2: even at their house. Not even. Th-
1: so then, and then the, the girl called. It was told, just
2: being neighborly. Yeah. I was just
1: saying the girl called Janet said never come over again. I was like, <laughs> well, that's kind of rude, but yeah.
2: So it's a few people had kind of
1: seen it. So then they're thinking, okay, well, when we told our fellow prisoners we had the priest come. So maybe if we tell the public, somebody else will, more people can, can help. help us Cause out. the Warrens would go out there. Like every once, like, they'd go back and forth and make visits. They tried three different exorcisms mm-hmm. and it just kept on coming
2: back, kept on coming back. Yeah. So Jack and Janet went on a Philadelphia talk show called People Are Talking, which I really like the name of Yeah. That. I try to look up. I couldn't find their episode, but I found some other episodes. Oh, and it I is bet they're great. Is so, it really grinds my gears? Quality? It's like so
1: late 80s. Yeah, 90s, yeah, yeah. It's really. Oh, good.
2: is there a giant plant?
1: There's huge plants on either the side set. of the stage and the guy has dark hair and like the like tinted aviator oh, glasses that's and exactly a mustache. What, and a mustache is exactly what they put in like a. Light colored leisure suit, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: That's exactly what I imagine. Light brown suit, orange tie, yeah. Mm hmm. Jack Bay, I think, is his name. Oh, nice. According to the family, the demon did not like this and retaliated. The demon is not trying to go viral. No, he is not trying to get in the spotlight. After this, the demon caused Janet to levitate and hurled her against a wall. And one night, it appeared as a monstrous beast to Jack, taking on the form of a pig, standing on two legs. Again with the pig. On one especially terrifying night, while Janet was sleeping, a human hand... Came up through the mattress and grabbed her by the back of the neck. That's some straight up Freddy Krueger Hell shit. Hell yeah, that is. That That's one of the. That, every time I take a bath, I think of that scene Ugh. when she's in the bathtub and Freddy's claw reaches up in between her legs. No. Also, Ugh. they also
1: said one night Jack was uh, before they went on the talk show. They were asleep, and then he opened his eyes, and at the end of the bed was two women in colonial dresses. One about What's forty. About these colonial Dude, dresses. Well, shit was going down in Pennsylvania in the colonial era. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of like history, history from yeah. back then. And then it's two women. One was about. 41 was about 20 and then a guy with a mustache and the two women were kind of whispering to each other and then when they saw that jack was like awake the man got like down in jack's face and was like you'll pay for this and the women were wagging their fingers back and forth and their jack was too paralyzed to say anything and they started kind of laughing to each other and they're like
2: you'll pay for this oh
1: god
2: desperate for help jack and janet decided to give an interview to a local newspaper. Soon after, their home became a tourist attraction for amateur ghost hunters and those wanting to catch a glimpse of the horror. And according to the Haunted Book, two hilarious teenagers who
1: walked by with a boombox loudly playing the Ghostbusters uh, theme. That's kind of fun, though. Very funny.
2: <laughs> Didn't also a coven of witches show yes, up they have, wanted to come in? They were like, we want to do some uh, spells in here. And they're like, no. If a coven of witches shows up on your doorstep, let them let in. Let them
1: in. They know what they're doing. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah.
2: There's gonna You're going to have a great story at the very least. And they'll help you. The press coverage worked, and soon the diocese got involved. Father McKenna also came back to perform a third exorcism. All right, so now he's up to 53, <laughs> yeah. 21 of which Still are successful. Still not working. <laughs> After this one, for three months, things were quiet, and the family believed they were finally free of the evil presence. Then, around Christmas 1986, Jack was watching Johnny Carson one night when he saw the black cloaked figure appear before him. It appeared to be summoning him. Jack feared the third stage was beginning. Possession. As the demon laughed and the floors trembled, Jack held up his rosary and loudly prayed for the demon to leave them be. Around this time, and I think it's really sweet, Mm -hmm.
1: John Smurl. The father. The father of Jack. So Grandpa Smurl. <laughs> Some grandpa Smurl, yeah. Grandpa Smurl gets a crucifix that he had been, I guess, hiding away somewhere. What Aww, a dick, yeah. Uh, that had it's like a relic from the old world that had a, sh- a thread allegedly from Jesus's robe in it.
2: Oh, wow. and gave it
1: to them to like protect the family. And Jack was like, no, because it was on their side of the house and i guess not as bad things were happening on their side mm-hmm. so he was holding out on them all this time yeah why didn't you pr- your granddaughter is getting molested in the shower day one. Not, yeah give it to them come on so he gives it to him and he's like well you know if anything happens to me and your mom like we're old and we've lived our lives and we just want to take you know want to take care of y'all mm-hmm. um so he was at least i was like but he was kind of holding out too, yeah, a little bit yeah yeah
2: shortly before the book that they had been working on called the haunted which is the one heather read which detailed the family's terrifying experiences shortly before this went to press the family moved out of the duplex for good in 1988 the catholic church came in and performed a fourth exorcism which supposedly cleared the house of all evil entities. Well, I'm really glad that y'all finally came after we moved out. <laughs> they assholes. say that in these situations, if it's not church sanctioned, that it doesn't work a lot of the time. So the other one's because that father wasn't recognized by the Vatican. There were, he was an off-brand priest. Yeah, he, he was, was an equate great value yes, brand priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A few months later, a new couple moved into the house and said they had no problems at all. In 1991, the movie, The Haunted, was released. Have you seen it? I have not. I haven't either, but it's the same... scary. It's the same as the book, from what I understand. So there's the side of what may have happened in Pennsylvania in the mid-80s to the Smurls. But maybe there's another side. Maybe this was all a hoax. No. This is where... This we is where we're divided. very divided. <laughs> While the Smurls and the Warrens claim all of these events are true, many believe that this was nothing more than a hoax. The, by the way, what I'm about to say, I love that this thing exists. Yeah the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. That's a very long name. They they have since shortened it just to the acronym CSI. Okay, <laughs> now you're just, trying, you're just trying, trying to jump on that bad You're trying to yeah. sound cool. We got CSI in here. Yeah. Well, they offered to investigate because of the attention the case had garnered. CSI Chairman Paul Kurtz sent two teams to West Pitson to investigate. When they arrived at the duplex, the Warrens refused to let them enter. You don't want to have a bunch of
1: strangers coming around fondling in your house. Maybe, or
2: maybe they were like, they're going to get to the
1: bottom of no, this. I don't agree with that. <laughs> Neither of the people on the team were clairvoyants or demonologists. Maybe so not. I, mean. I don't know who they were. There is also a whole subplot of the book where uh, a, a young man is coming up as a demonologist and works on this case. And it's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> but it's real? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just what's happening alongside. Also, I forgot to mention Jack had issues at work, and one of his coworkers wrote a statement for the book named Maria Ramos, and the very white male narrator was like, the statement of oh, Maria God. Ramos. And I was like, what am I listening this is to? why we don't do accents, guys. Dude, you I was like, don't do no, that. could you could even just do the female voice. You're doing. No, it was pretty rude. You don't do that. Um, yeah, and hit, but hit, his Ed Warren voice is always like, we wouldn't let him in because we didn't it know sounds they like was he's gonna... from the Bronx. But exactly, I'm like, I don't think that Ed Warren talked like that. But no. yeah, he'd be like, we gotta go upstairs because the best part of the yeah, hunt like he's a mob boss. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what he sounds like he sounds like a tony soprano like character that's so great he's like they come knocking on the door and he's like you're not getting here. i just don't i can't see myself letting you in i don't want
2: you mucking up what this we got guy who going. had fun recording that he, he really, really had too much fun yeah well however even though the warrens wouldn't let them in the smurls did give permission to one of the teams to investigate the haunting claims The team conducted extensive phone interviews with the family, neighbors, and reporters working on the case. Their findings led to Kurtz writing, A Haunting in West Pitson? Not a Ghost of a Chance. How crazy is that that it was the same episode you referenced? Which was published in the 1986-87 edition of Skeptical Inquirer. Again, so glad this exists. They're not
1: going to ever say that it was real. It's called the Skeptical Inquirer. Well, but they also
2: they're gonna come so in with what, piss they, all over what everything. they wanted to happen and what they didn't agree with was that the Warrens didn't do any type of scientific investigation to prove this, which with the committee for the scientific investigation of claims of the paranormal Good God C S I the CSI, they always want it to be have some scientific proof. And it's kind of like with a tape recorder? Um or an EKG. Maybe, yeah. Instead of just like feelings or um, opinions, I guess. I guess it's like our psychic fair experience, which you can uh, listen to our miniisode, which we have a lot to say about it. But I also think it's interesting that they're using science to explain ghosts. Okay, because well, usually yeah. you wouldn't have science and well, the, it's CSI the paranormal. Christy. Yeah, <laughs> what uh, what's his name? The redhead on CSI? I don't remember. The one that always takes his glasses. Oh, off. oh,
1: David Crusoe.
2: David Crusoe <laughs> needs to get. Involved. When you say CSI, I think of the real and original
1: CSI, CSI Las Vegas. The was only... he not on that one? No, he's on CSI Miami. Oh, CSI Las Vegas is the one true CSI. That was the best with one with William too. Peterson, who I met in college Ooh. and is so nice and very hot in real life.
2: Which one was? Oh, I, he's I know the main which guy. One was. Yeah, he's yeah, Grissom.
1: Yeah. God, Grissom is sexy.
2: Yeah, yeah, Damn. you're not wrong. How'd you meet him? He uh, was a Chicago, he's an actor
1: in Chicago and he was friends with the director of our theater program and he came in and talked to all of us and was nice and hung out with us afterwards. Very cool. Yeah. Gil Grissom. Nice guy.
2: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Boyd were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, in attempting to defend his refusal to allow the CSI team to investigate, Ed Warren called a press conference. I
1: got a lot of stuff to say to you people. <laughs> Coming in my house debunking my theories. <laughs>
2: Ed claimed he had tapes of terrifying sounds and a videotape of the dark form in the duplex. Ask, ask, ask
1: me where my tapes are.
2: Well, they did, and apparently he couldn't remember the name of the TV company to which he gave them. There's a lot of TV channels. <laughs> NBC, ABC, hey, CBS. How am I supposed to remember? I gotta remember all these ghost names. I can't remember all these TV company names. There's four ghosts. There's four TV stations. Who's to say where the tapes went? That's true. Or... Maybe they went to a paranormal TV station that maybe wasn't even in our realm.
1: One of the ghosts, maybe they ate them. We yeah. don't know.
2: He also said that the Catholic Church had the evidence, but the Catholic Church says they don't.
1: That's what they want Which you to gonna, believe. Who are you
2: going to believe? A demonologist or a priest? That's, that's a man. The priest and a demonologist walk into a bar. <laughs> exactly. The pre- the
1: demonologist says, <laughs> where's my evidence? And the priest says, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> And
2: that's that joke. That's you it. Guys. That's the only, that's,
1: there's no <laughs> punchline.
2: One of the reasons Kurtz did not believe the family's claims was because of Jack's health. I think this is a really good explanation for what might have been going on. Well, I think the number one explanation is there was a demon infestation. <laughs> Could this have been the number two explanation? Maybe. Okay. So three years before the alleged haunting began, Jack had brain surgery to relieve water on the brain. And this could have caused delusions. Allentown psychologist Robert Gordon thought that the family possibly suffered from mass hysteria, similar to that which happened during the Salem witch hunts and trials. He said shared tension might cause this, and common symptoms could involve delusions or hallucinations. But when Kurt asked the Smurls to undergo comprehensive psychological and physiological exams— They refused.
1: Well, I mean, do you want to go under a psychological exam at the behest of a stranger who already thinks you're crazy? (laughs) Because I sure
2: don't. That's a good point. The Smurls reported a foul stench that would permeate the house and attributed this to the demon infestation. However, neighbors had complained to town officials for years about foul stenches originating from a sewer pipe near the Smurls' home. There was also intermittent settling of homes in the area due to layers of underground mines, which could have caused the chairs to rock and other disturbances. Many thought that the family made up these claims for notoriety and financial gain. Within days of the story about the alleged haunting making national news, a witness allegedly saw Jack negotiating with Scranton businessman Ralph Loma. How great of a name is that? Mm-hmm head of the Star Group, the a, Holly- star. a Hollywood production company. We'll make you a star, kid. Jack initially denied this, but Loma confirmed he tried to get exclusive rights to the story about the case. In November, St. Martin's Press announced that it signed a book contract with the Smurls. This also came not too long after all the Amityville stuff. Correct. So a lot of people's said, well, they probably saw how that family got a, got some fame and notoriety and book deals and stuff from that, and mm-hmm. then spun this into the same own. same vein, yes. So what do we think? I think we know what we think. Well, Heather is very pro-demon, and I'm pro-not-demon. I, would I wouldn't say I'm a
1: pro-demon <laughs> kind of person, but I will say I think that the family did experience paranormal ongoings. Having seen a ghost myself, I want to hear about
2: when you saw a ghost. I
1: thought I told you already. Did I tell that story on the podcast? Have you? Was this in your
2: childhood home?
1: No, no, no. There was a, there is a ghost in my childhood home, but in my uh, high school boyfriend's house, we were asleep on the floor, and his family was like, "You're not allowed to leave the room after three a.m."
2: They told this to y'all? they told
1: this to everybody in the house. It was a it was a uh, House-wide rule that you cannot leave the room after 3 a.m. Any room that you're in. Any room. You can't go from the bedroom to the bathroom, which from his bedroom to the bathroom, was at, you could hop. Like, it was three or four feet. Yeah. But you still had to go out in the hallway to get there. Sure. And they were like, you will not leave this room after 3 a.m. At all. Period. And so, if I had to go to the bathroom, and we'd be, like, up late, because we were teenagers in the Wait, summertime. Was the
2: reasoning just a rule, or because of the a ghost? Because of the ghost. Oh, they come shit. out at the, the witching hour, which
1: is 3 a.m. Oh, shit. And so... If it was like 2.45, he'd be like, hey, if you have to go to the bathroom, you need to go now because you can't leave the house after 3 a.m. And or leave the room after 3 a.m. And they had had orbs fly out of the closet or whatever. And then uh, one night I was laying on the ground and he was asleep. His little brother was asleep, I think, between us. And he was the high school boyfriend. We were all on the ground because they had bunk beds. So the little brother would have like nightmares and would want us to like sleep Mm -hmm. with him. And so I was closest to the door and I was like asleep. And I opened my eyes and it was after 3 a.m., and I opened my eyes, and there was a guy standing in the doorway, like, leaning against the door. But I remember So y'all like, had the door open? had I mean, the door open. And I remember thinking, because his, his stepdad was maybe five eight, five nine, and I remember thinking, like, man, he seems so much taller when I'm laying on the ground. And then I was like, no, his this guy's head is, like close to the like top of the door and he had a like a top hat kind of thing on and i'm like it was abraham lincoln <laughs> oh my
0: god but this it's guy had like a mustache with
1: yeah it was that's what abraham lincoln came to He was like <laughs> you will be a lawyer someday <laughs> work hard heather mckinney and i was like no so i was laying there and i like looked up and who knows maybe i was dreaming maybe it was a hallucination but it seemed very or maybe it was a ghost it seemed very real and especially because they had seen other stuff at the time and um So I looked, and I was like, that's weird. And I shut my eyes, and when I opened it, he was walking away. (gasps) And I
2: was like, that's weird. But did he, you saw his face? Did he have features? Yeah,
1: it was like an old man, not an old man face, maybe like in his 40s or 50s. And he had like facial hair, like a mustache and a goatee kind of thing. And he looked old-timey. He was wearing like a black. Like a Western person? Yeah, he was wearing like a settler, 1800s kind of. He was wearing like a black suit with a white shirt and like a, you know, not a necktie, but maybe like a bolo tie. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and so he turned around and walked off, and I was like, that's weird. And to be fair, their house was, like, near some old mesquite, like, settled ground that was, like, mm. it, it, one or two houses are still there of, like, the blah, blah, blah family homestead. And it's, yeah. like, a historical house. And uh, the next morning, I was just, like, that was weird. You know, you guys, like, I, somebody was standing in the doorway last night. And they're, like, who? And I was, like, oh, it was just, like, a guy. And he looked like he had, like, a top hat on. And they all just got,
2: <gasps> like, quiet. And I had was they like, seen the same one? Well, I was,
1: like, what? And the mom's, like to the little sister. She's like, go get the picture, go get the picture. So the little sister goes into another room and comes back with this Polaroid and it's their friend, their neighbor was standing in the doorway. And then over the neighbor's shoulder, the Polaroid was like messed up, like, like green, like it had been like deformed. Double exposed. Yeah. And in that, that green deformity in the background was the shape of the guy <sighs> I had seen in the doorway. What? And I was like,
2: So the way the neighbor took the picture into their house. Well,
1: no, the neighbor was standing in the same doorway. So it was the same view I would have seen inside the room. Neighbor is standing outside the room and somebody had taken the picture from inside of the room to the neighbor standing there and over the neighbor's shoulder out in the hallway was like the thing I had seen. And then they were like, well, you know, we don't want to sound weird, but, like, we hear, like, little girl laughter. We hear, like, balls. Oh, so this
2: was when you first heard about the Yeah, and they're like, stuff? we heard,
1: like, balls bouncing sometimes, and then that guy will, like, walk around the hallways. Like, they had orbs fly out of the closet, and they're like, you know, we had, like, a priest come and bless us or whatever. Did they ever think about moving? No. Again, it's mesquite. we you think you're rich? You can just go and move <laughs> wherever you want. I'm trying Nobody to Nobody
2: wants to buy a house of mesquite, house a friggin' haunted one. The housing market is so bad right now. I'm trying to imagine if all of a sudden our house started having all this paranormal activity, we might have to stay there. Yeah. Because while we could sell our house for mm-hmm. a, a pretty penny, we can't buy a house that's true. because a new the, one. it's so expensive
1: to buy right it's now. It's so expensive. So right yeah. now is a good time for a uh, a uh, demon to try to spook someone because they can't know where else to go. That's
2: true. Well, that's... You heard both sides. You can draw your own conclusions and see who you, if you're Team Heather or Team Christie, on this one. I would say, I don't, I, Jack
1: was a beloved member of the community before and after the haunting. Mm-hmm. People loved him. He was the secretary of the West Pittston Lions Club. He was uh, very involved in the local church both before and after the haunting. He was like flipping burgers at the church bazaar, people loved him, he protected his kids. He worked, you know, he stayed at his job at the gum factory, I think is where he <laughs> worked, which is like a weird thing. Um, it's he, weird there's a gum factory. He passed away in 2017 at mm-hmm. the age of 75 of a after a battle with diabetes, but the his kids were like he did he did everything he could to protect us like he didn't want the fame like when people would come to the house, they didn't want that. He would like really try to protect the kids like They were super, super... I think that, and like neighbor kids said, one of the neighbor kids wrote her a letter when her dad, when Karen, wrote Karen, the, one of the twins, a letter when Jack died that said, as a teenager, I did not have parents that supported me and no one gave me a ride to Summer League and no one was proud of me. But your dad, he was our biggest fan and he always made sure we had a
2: ride and your parents were always the absolute best to me. Aww. So they were like, oh, I think they were good parents. I think he was suffering from some mental stuff, maybe from the surgery or just mental health in general. And then it manifested into this mass hysteria where I think, what did we talk about before? Oh, the of pass where like if one person's freaking out, even if there's like a bunch of people around that are sane, it's hard to like stay, stay sane, combat the, the hysteria and the manicness of the person that is experiencing that. So cool. you kind of get sucked into it.
1: Well, they, I was going to say, Karen Smurl has now become a paranormal investigator. So, oh. I mean, it's one of those questions, though, of, like, just because you believe something, does does that mean that it happened? Sure. You know, the whole entire family could be 100% con- like, not just like, well, dad was delusional and we had to all kind of pretend or like, ooh, we're going to all pretend for fame and fortune. I don't think, I think the whole idea that they made it all up is stupid because they didn't, like I said, they didn't end up super rich. They had to move to another shitty little Pennsylvania town. It's not like they were like, well, what now we're going to move up to Philadelphia and be mm-hmm. rich. They were just like, well, this house is haunted, so Pulling I want we'll... a fresh
2: Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah,
1: they're not they're not they're not moving up to Bel-Air. So they're, <laughs> you know, it, I don't think that they did it for like, oh, super like rich reasons. I think they genuinely li- believed that it happened, whether it really did or didn't. Sure. That mean that kind of remains to be sure. seen.
2: Well, that's that. Man. Yeah. They're uh we got some shout outs. They're famous though. Uh, once again, we got a shout out our good Instagram friend at shop pixel and ink. She's so nice. And she posted on her own page, encouraging people to listen to Also, us. her prints are gorgeous. I oh yeah. Order she them. does really great stuff. Them. And I'm hoping that she does some, some stuff for us. Cause she does a lot for, um, my favorite murder.
1: Yeah, I love it. I yeah. love her
2: style. So check her out. She's got, it's at shop.pixel, P-I-X-E-L, and ink. She's got a lot of great stuff. Also, Matt, again from Australia. Oh, our, always. Our Aussie friend. Uh, just uh He's trying to get me him. a Tom Hiddleston day. Yeah, so. he's. Thank you. So we want to remind everyone, please tweet, <laughs> tweet and tag John Cusack, and Tom Middleston, is it Middleston? Hiddleston. Hiddleston. Get my future, my future. Heather last Hiddleston name right. has a really nice ring, too. Heather to Hiddleston it. sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, Heather Cusack, also mm, fine. Also I mean, good, fine. but I like Heather Hiddleston better. Heather Hiddleston Or you know is what? Better. You can keep your last name. That's if you true. Want. That's what I do. We did. live in America. I <laughs> get what I want. I, I, I did not change my name, so no. that's perfectly
1: fine. Um, yeah, so we, we definitely want to make sure that the, my celebrity dream dates know that I exist. Mm-hmm. And I would like to shout out the Super Games Cast 64 podcast for letting me be a guest. I was a Mm -hmm. guest uh, last week talking about um, the labor law as it relates to video game studios. Oh, interesting. Which was actually really fun. What episode is that, in case people want to listen to it? I think it's episode 106 of Super Games Cast 64. So shout out to Austin, Trey, and Connor, the hosts who had me on. They were very lovely, and they let me plug our show. Oh. So if you like video games, tune in. There's probably some crossover between our. Our listeners and theirs. Yeah, and they um uh, they do all, like, kind of video game news and stuff, and they had me on because a video game studio did a mass layoff of its employees and, like, didn't pay them mm. severance and didn't give them warning, so they were asking me about the lawsuit and oh. if it has a stance, you know, if it has a chance or whatever. Interesting. We get into some hot political takes, too. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm always down for those. Also...
2: Always down for some live entertainment. That's right. If you it's are, it's
1: coming up so soon. It's so soon. If you're going to be in Dallas on October 26th at 11:30 p.m. at Dallas Comedy House in Deep Ellum, 3025 Main Street, get your tickets at DallasComedyHouse.com or on our website. You can get a link, mm-hmm.
2: and we would love and to meet. And it's free. It's just, free. Just say you're coming, so they know probably which theater to put us in. That's just what yeah. it boils bur- down to. Yeah. Also, speaking of shop Pixel and Ink. When she plugged us on her page, one of her friends replied and said, Oh, I'm I'm gonna subscribe right now and then she commented later and was like, Oh my God, they're they're having a live show right down the street from me at the end of the month come on girl so she's coming shout out to you come yeah, meet us in person that's
1: great and we'll have swag and some uh, merch and stuff there yes. and also we'll have a little pre-party uh, at one of the local bars so yes. we'll, to be announced and on we're going to have a giveaway
2: yes. that we have been collecting things for this giveaway for months we'll and have a gift, gift basket it's <laughs> pretty I, I think it's gift basket worthy at this point there's <laughs> some pretty fun things in it will there be chocolate turtles
1: in it oh, of
2: course hell yeah but they'll be haunted <laughs> haunted
1: chocolate, <laughs> chocolate ghost. Oh
2: yes man. well just like shop pixel and ink did and does if you like what we're doing please tell your friends the best thing you can do to help us grow is not only like review and subscribe on itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts but to recommend us to someone who you think might like us that's how we can grow our audience base and continue to do what we love doing It means so much to us, and you'll get a shout-out, too. Always. We're big fans of shout-outs. Yes, and you can also follow us on social media. Where
1: can they find us, Heather? At Sinisterhood Pod on Instagram and Twitter, and then like us on Facebook at
2: Sinisterhood, or go to Sinisterhood.com, and there's a link to all of the things. Yes, and then you can also check out our fancy new website. It also has all of our episodes there and soon to
1: have episode notes I've written them all out I just have to type them oh (laughs) nice show notes will come up for every episode so if we mention like a book or a movie reference or a tv show reference I'll put I've been putting uh links and stuff to the actual episodes. that's awesome so you know what we're referencing
2: that's great and you can also read our bios yes and a little bit about the show too yeah where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Heather
1: V S The World and you can like me on Twitter at MCK versus the world and you can find Christy
2: Wallace. On Instagram at Christy M Wallace and on Twitter at Christy or GTFO. And we also mentioned earlier we're going to be doing some mini The same day this episode comes out, our first mini will come out we're going to be talking about the Dallas Psychic Fair that we attended today. We each had individual readings and we went gallery. to a gallery reading, which was very interesting. And we just have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. You'll love it. Yes. So, as always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinister